Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Movie Morning, uh, where we discuss all things movies, rankings, reviews, all of that stuff, news updates. But today we're going to be discussing TV, and once again, we're going to be doing one of these review slash recaps for The Mandalorian. This is the final episode of Season 2, the Season 2 finale, Chapter 16, entitled The Rescue. This episode was directed by Peyton Reed and... Before I get into spoilers, actually no, I'm just going to go into spoilers. If you haven't seen the episode, please, I implore you, I beg you, please click off. Go watch the episode and then come back and enjoy this great review of The Mandalorian Chapter 16, The Rescue, directed by Peyton Reed. So, this will be my final episode review of the year, pretty much. There's no other TV shows, almost TV shows I'm planning on covering. However, I'll talk about that a bit more at the end. But... Yeah, this is the final episode of this eight-week journey of The Mandalorian Season 2. The Mandalorian is pretty much the only TV show ever where I've managed to review every single episode. And my, my streak is still going. And yeah, let's talk about this episode, Chapter 16, The Rescue. Like I said, this is directed by Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed's previous episode, which is Chapter 10, was just The Passenger, I believe, was like... With, like, no doubt, that that is by far the worst episode of the season. It's the only one which I can see myself just skipping on a rewatch. All the other ones, there's a level of enjoyment I find in them to where I feel like I would miss something if I just skipped over that episode. Even the last episode, which I guess you could say is a little more filler. But, man, so I'm just going to go go through, like, just recap the whole episode and talk about my thoughts and speculation about the things I was surprised by, the thing I, things I wasn't surprised by. What I was expecting to happen and what didn't happen and I wanted it to. So, please, this is your final spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the episode, click off and come back after you've seen it. So, the episode starts off and we get Mando, I guess. Well, I guess, yeah, so we get Mando pretty much recruiting, you know, two, I guess, highly skilled allies that he could have. Of course, we have... Um, Bo-Katan, and of course her sidekick, who I can't remember the name of. And we get a nice little scene where they're pretty much just bantering back and forth between, you know, what's true, ma- like, because, you know, Boba Fett's not technically a Mandalorian, and how Bo-Katan and her ally feel this kind of disrespectful to the lore and all that, and the Mandalorian is just standing there like, what's the point of this? And basically, Mando needs their help to go rescue the child, and of course... Bo-Katan wants Moff Gideon to get the Darksaber back. So it kind of just all adds up perfectly for her, for all three of them. So they so they go off, well, I guess all four of them in that case, they go off, they're in the Slave 1, and they're heading to Moff Gideon's light cruiser, and they pretty much transfer to an Imperial shuttle. They make a plan of attack. Mando's going to go in alone to get Grogu, you know, from... And then the other four, Boba Fett kind of just comes in the episode and kind of just disappears, which I found kind of odd. We'll talk about him more at the end of the review, though. But Boba Fett comes in. He helps uh, distract the, you know, like the, pretty much the, what was it? Like the, you know, like the weapons on the cruiser from the Imperial shuttle. And they just go in the Slave 1 is just like, and it just goes off into light speed. That's kind of all that happens. Sorry if this review feels, like, very sloppy. It's just that it's really late right now. But our team gets in, and we get Fennec, Bogotan, and 
Caradu, and they go in, and there's like, kind of, they're kind of just running through the cruiser, just blasting people, kind of like in Chapter Eleven, the Harris, where we had, you know, them on that on that ship, and they were just kind of blasting through to get to the entrance. This time they're just going through, they're trying to not encounter dark troopers. Dark Troopers, right? I believe that's it. Because Death Troopers is, yeah. So Dark Troopers, those robot, kind of like Death Trooper ripoffs, just robots instead of humans, which I think is much more effective. And I don't know why they don't do that. Because, you know, Stormtroopers just can't aim. And that's just kind of the truth. But moving along from just that, the Mandalorian, of course, tries to go find Grogu as they're going to distract them so that the Mandalorian can get him off Gideon. So he goes over and he's walking through the ship and then he stumbles across the Dark Troopers. And only one of them managed to break through the door that he tries to seal off. And that those are tough because you can see Mando struggling to kind of beat him. He, he has to pull out his uh, Beskar spear to really, you know, like take out the Dark Trooper. And it was a really cool little action sequence. Mando was just kind of being beaten up, but there's no other way to really go. And then he kind of just opens the hatch so that all of them just get sucked into the vacuum of space. And they all just kind of, we assumed got destroyed, but I guess they sort of come back later. We'll talk about that. And then the prison cell door opens. And then we have Moff Gideon pretty much holding a dark saber to our beloved baby Yoda, Grogu himself. And at first, my theory from last week almost became true if I said... Maybe we might see Moff Gideon being a little more sympathetic towards Mando. And he was like, just from the way he was acting, I doubted it was going to happen. But he was kind of like, all right, if you take him, you can't deal with me anymore. And I can see you two have a connection. So I was like, all right, it'd be cool. We have like a nice little villain redemption arc. But that can't be all we have for the season. Out of nowhere, opens the Darksaber, turns back on. And they're having pretty much a one-on-one classic lightsaber fight. Except we've got Mando with his Beskar spear. And Moff Gideon with it with the dark saber, and they're just fighting. This is like one of my favorite lightsaber fights I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars anything. Even though it's not really technically a lightsaber fight, I really like how they film this. And like I, I've said this before, but the action in this season has improved so much from the first season. It's really impressed me. A lot of that probably has to do with the new Star and Stun coordinates that they have, like Sam Hargrave, who was. But on pretty late into the shoot, from what I understand, he did a great job with the action. And it's it, it's just so entertaining to watch. Mando does get the upper hand, and he pretty much manages to cuff Moff Gideon. The thing is, Bo-Katan said earlier in the episode that she wanted to deal with Moff Gideon herself. But we were like, all right, but if Mando gets him, it should be fine. So Mando beats him with the Beskar Spear and takes control of the Darksaber and manages to get Grogu and go meet up with the other four members and once we get there, we find out that since Mando, Din Djarin, you know, the Mandalorian that we, you know, the, the, the main title of the show, since he's the one who beat Moff Gideon, played by Giancarlo Esposito, Mando is now the one who gets the Darksaber because he was the one who won it in battle. And that's something that I kind of, I'm pretty sure was already in the lore, and I believe it was played around within Clone Wars a little, but I just it kind of, that kind of just flew over my head as I was watching these episodes, especially the fight scene, and it kind of puts a different spin on things, and I like that, and I think that it's just, again, another thing, another thing to throw at the characters to make them, you know, like, rethink their situation and stuff, and, you know, that's really always what you want to do with the TV show, test your characters, and it really kind of elevates the interaction in the scene, so now... 
basically a Bo-Katan who wants the Darksaber, but Mando's just one in battle, and he can't just yield the Darksaber to her. So what's going to happen? But Moff Gideon has been captured, which obviously is a good thing. But as they're dealing with this, a bunch of Dark Troopers just come out, and, you know, the door, they completely shut the door, but a bunch of Dark Troopers are lined up outside, and, you know, it's kicking off. Like, they have no idea what to do. There's too many of them. Mando is already already struggling with one of them, and, you know, he's got Beskar armor on, so that's, yeah, just, it's not going to happen, whatever they're planning. So, I really liked how, you know, there was a bit of a, kind of like, there was a bit of a, there was some conflict there between how the how she was going to get the Darksaber, but that, the Darksaber stuff is pretty much completely ignored, which... By the end of the episode, I was pretty annoyed about that because the Darksaber stuff was set up since the end of last season, and it's still not resolved, even though we were literally dealing with it until something a little more important came up, which we'll get into. So, the next thing we get is an X-Wing arriving, and uh, Gina Carano, um, Cara Dune's like, one X-Wing, great. So when I see the X-Wing, X-Wing coming in, the thing is, I don't even think about it too much. I just think it's going to be like, I don't know, like, I didn't even think of who it was going to be. I didn't make, because it didn't look like it had, like, the swamp stuff on it, like, from Empire Strikes Back, as in from the TV I was watching. I was sitting pretty far, so maybe I just didn't see it, but I didn't even think of who, because I, I was talking about this a couple weeks ago, but I was like, who could Baby Yoda or Grogu talk to using the force and I was like it's got to be Ezra I mean that's going very deep into Star Wars lore but I'm like it's got to be Ezra right and pretty much the, it, it was very obvious who it was pretty much right away but Ezra clearly wears an orange uniform without all rebels and I feel like if they bring a character like that in to make fans recognize him they have to keep his look the same but as the X-Wing arrives we, of course, have Grogu, and you can see he has a connection to this X-Wing. He knows what's coming, and I'm like, could it be? Could it be? Could it be? Like, this is like, if you haven't seen the episode now, you've got to click off, but could it be Luke? And then he walks out. Well, they don't show him walking out, but we see a hooded, a, a hooded figure in a dark robe, and you know exactly who it is. And as soon as he pulled out that green lightsaber, and as you can see that his left hand is, you know, a normal human hand, and his right hand is covered with a glove. You know exactly who it is, of course, you know. His hand got cut off by Darth Vader, if you don't remember. You know exactly who it was. And sure enough, it was revealed later that it was, in fact, that it is, in fact, Luke Skywalker who appear, who is going to come save Grogu and who interacted with him through the Force. But we get one of the best Jedi, pretty much, like, just action sequences ever where he's just slashing through these enemies it's so cool to see something like this on a small budget i mean not small budget, but on a big budget tv show the thing is they were kind of smart in not showing his face because they make the scene look a little more authentic because the face looks a little off we'll talk about this in a sec but he's just slicing through these guys and then once he gets through all these dark tubers you know with his lightsaber so he kind of can't go wrong but him just in the dark robe for people who aren't as familiar with Star Wars, they were probably like super tense about who it was, but I could just like I knew who it was and I was so I could not wait for the reveal. I honestly thought they weren't even gonna show his face because I didn't know how they were gonna do it. And I thought they were just gonna be like, 
All right, Star Wars fans, you know exactly what um, what's coming. But opens the door and he and he takes off and he you know he pretty much pulls down his robe and there it is, Luke Skywalker in the flesh. So apparent, I didn't know because at first I felt it sounded kind of unlike Mark Hamill. To be fair, they are de-aging him, so I was like, okay, this is probably a different actor, even though he looked nearly identical to Luke, but it still looked, kind of had that uncanny value look to it. And even though it looked off, I will accept it, because this has honestly got to be one of the coolest scenes in all of Star Wars. Baby Yoda and Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian in the same room together. Are you kidding me? That's got to be one of the coolest things, like, just ever. Oh, by the way, by this Moff Gideon does shoot down one of the other... You know, one of the actual Mandalorians, but we got to talk about Luke Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker, it's Mark Hamill, because in the end credits, it does say Mark Hamill, which I was like, wow, okay. So it is a DH Mark Hamill. The CGI does not look amazing, does not look very good, but I will accept that for this incredible reveal. Like, I didn't expect Luke to show up, like, at all, but the fact that we did end up getting Luke, I'm so happy with, and we got... Grogu saying a final goodbye to Mando because, of course, Luke's going to take him out for training. And he was kind of hesitant to go, and we get Mando once again taking off his armor, revealing the great Pedro Pascal once again. It's a really sweet moment. It's like, it really, like, as someone who's been watching this show, watching all two seasons as they've aired, you know, this is an end of, like, the first, really the first main arc of the show. And, you know, it's really fulfilling to watch as you see it happen and how he pretty much how much of a connection he has and as as we see R2-D2 which I almost forgot to mention come out that puts so much smiles on my face and then Luke picks him up and Grogu accepts and then he walks off to the elevator and as it's about to close you know it's the end of the episode they turn back and we get to see Din Djarin and his uh pretty much his Mando Mando gang at this point behind him we get the elevator's door the elevator door shut. That's the end of the season. Directed by Peyton Reed with the epic music behind it. But I almost forgot to mention the music in that final scene with Luke is just mind-blowing. But that almost to me felt like a fan fiction episode. Kind of like some of the other episodes we've gotten this season. But I'll, I'm this is what The Mandalorian feels like to me. And it just nothing in Star Wars has united the fans over the past couple of years as much as The Mandalorian. And I think... It's such an achievement what they've done with the show, what they've been able to do, managing to bring Luke Skywalker onto the small screen with like a nearly 70-year-old Mark Hamill is just, it's mind-blowing. And I'm so impressed with John Favreau and crew for being able to pull this off, but that's not the end of the episode because we get through all the credits and we find out that there is an end credit stinger and we get Boba Fett arriving to what is apparently Jabba's Palace. This time occupied by, you know, his guards from Return of the Jedi. And Boba Fett just guns through all of them. And then we get him sitting on the throne as the final shot of the season with Fennec, played by ming Wen, right next to him. And it closes and we get the Book of Boba Fett coming December 2021. Now, this was really interesting because I didn't expect anything like this. I didn't expect a new another spinoff show to be announced, directed by Jon Favreau, but... It gets me slightly worried, but slightly very excited. If you ask me, would I rather another season of The Mandalorian or a Boba Fett TV show? I would like 
without even a hesitation, say another season of The Mandalorian. But, but, I have a slight feeling we might not get it now because we have the Book of Boba Fett, which was announced. Massive spoilers, by the way, from this episode. Coming December 2021. So this will be the next show we get from this Mandalorian timeline of events. Because we have the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett, Rangers of the New Republic, and Ahsoka. Ahsoka and Rangers, I guess, will be later down the line. But it seems like, because Kathleen Kennedy did say during the Disney Investor Day that the next chapter of the saga will premiere December 2021. And apparently that isn't going to be The Mandalorian Season 3. And it's instead going to be The Book of Boba Fett, which is cool. But I find it kind of odd that they just didn't make Boba Fett as like a recurring side character throughout The Mandalorian. I'm planning on making a separate episode talking about the book of Boba Fett, but it will probably be in a couple of weeks when the episode I feel like is well out there to where I can use it in the title. Just be like, Boba Fett's been off show, my thoughts or something. So I'm not going to talk about that too much, but I'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about the book of Boba Fett spinoff show. And yeah, so my predictions are that I'm pretty sure we're going to get the book of Boba Fett next year. And then in 2022, get one of the Ahsoka Rangers shows, one of them at the early parts of 2022, and then in fall 2022, so I believe two years from now is when we're going to see our third season of The Mandalorian, which is kind of frustrating now that I think about it, but it's cool and all. But really, I really enjoyed this episode. Just my main complaint was that we didn't get to see what happened with the Darksaber and what happened between Bo-Katan and Mandalorian because the tension was really there, but they kind of cut it for fan service, which always kind of annoys me when they do that, but... As long as it gets resolved within the first couple episodes of the next season, I will take it. So thank you guys so much for listening to this extendedly long review of The Mandalorian season finale, chapter 16, The Rescue, directed by Peyton Reed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just give a quick update. My ranking of all nine DCEU movies will drop on Monday, and my review of The Mandalorian season two, season two will either drop next Wednesday or next Thursday. I was actually going to drop it either tomorrow or on Monday, but unfortunately, it's really late, and I, I'm leaving pretty much first thing in the morning tomorrow, so I don't have time to record a full season review, so my full season review will be recorded when I get back. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to have to wrap it up here, and bye-bye.